Tonight, the title of the message is a question. Do you believe that God is able? Amen. Do you believe that God is able? Praise God. Do you believe that God is able? The question came from a question Jesus asked. Anytime you see God asking you a question, he wants you to come up a little bit further in faith so that he would do what only he can do. Amen. Amen. But I came to announce to you, we serve a living God and that God is interested in the affairs of his people in Jesus' name. And the inspiration for this message was I was praying throughout the night last night, praying very, very late, deep into the night. And just about 2.30 a.m., I heard the Lord say clearly to me, stop the analysis and arguments and trust me. If Moses had doubted me, the Red Sea would not have opened. Tonight, I assure you by the same word, stop the arguments and analysis and trust God. Hallelujah. He said, if Moses had doubted him, the Red Sea would not have opened. I don't know what kind of Red Sea is before you, but don't doubt God. The instruction of God in the face of adversity may sound very ridiculous, but that is why he is almighty God. And all that he requires from us is faith in him. Amen. I don't know what you are looking for from God, but whatever be the case, tonight his word is, have faith in me. And he posed this question, do you believe I am able to do what you are trusting me for? I said yes. Hallelujah. And Jesus came in the Bible in Matthew chapter 9 and the verse number 27 to 33. We will see four instances where Jesus did some powerful things that were humanly, medically, scientifically, culturally impossible to perform. But that is why he is God. Whatever the obstacle, whatever the challenge, whatever your need, I came to present to you Jesus Christ, the solution maker. Hallelujah. He is able to do it. And the Bible said, in the verse number 27, Jesus left the girl's home. We will come back to verse 18 later on. But Jesus left the girl's home. This was after he had raised this girl from the dead. And two blind men followed along behind him, shouting. I love the faith of these blind men. They can't see, but they heard that Jesus had raised the dead. So they decided to follow him. I say to you this evening, Jesus had done some wonderful things. Decide to follow him. Decide to believe in him. I don't know how, who was leading them, but they were blind. And the Bible says two men followed him along and they were shouting. Son of David, have mercy on us. They went right into the house where Jesus was staying. I don't know who led them, but I'm sure they have some people to lead them. Because they were blind. But they had heard the news. There definitely was a commotion from that house. It was the same day when Jesus had actually gone into that house to raise this girl who had died. And so there would be news around. They were blind that they could hear. They could hear what the news in town was. And the news was that Jesus, the son of David, had raised a girl from the dead. And I'm sure they told myself themselves, if he could raise the dead, then our blindness is not a problem for him. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what your issue is, 
but your issue is not worse than death. If Jesus could raise the dead, your matter is small before him. And the Bible said they have faith in him. Move them to follow him. Ladies and gentlemen, until Jesus touches you, don't stop following him. Amen. And the Bible said they went right into the house where he was staying. And Jesus asked them, do you believe that I can make you see? This is the inspiration for the title of the message tonight. Jesus saw them and he asked them, do you believe that I can make you see? I want you to understand the principles of operations of God. That God needs your faith to work. Many times in scripture we see Jesus saying, your faith has made you whole. Faith is having absolute trust in the capabilities of God to perform what you are asking him to perform. Believe him absolutely that there's no other alternative except him. That is faith in him. So he asked them, you Jesus, these guys have followed you to your house. Don't you know they want to be healed? He said, before I would do anything, he wanted to find out, do you believe that I can make you see? Do you believe I can make you see? Because, ladies and gentlemen, it is a very complicated matter to be blind. Biologically, a lot of things have gone wrong. That is why doctors can't do anything much about it when someone is totally blind. And so it's a very complex issue to try to repair blindness. To try to heal blindness is a medical impossibility. It is something that has totally gone wrong. There may be a few things that may contribute to blindness, but sometimes it's not even easy to deal with. There are some things that may just be an occlusion in the eye, so you may operate to let the person see. But you, sometimes you find out that it's still not the same. It's still not the same. And ultimately, people lose their sight forever. And there's nothing much that can be done. And in this situation here, there are no alternatives. Jesus then asked them, do you believe I can make you see? He wanted them to really come to the place where they acknowledge that this is not something that is easy to handle. But we believe that you are able. Hallelujah. Then the Bible says, they said to him, we do. We do believe that you can make us see. I don't believe this is the first time they have tried to look for a remedy for their situation. But this time they believe that the son of God can make them see. And his question to you tonight is that I don't know what you are going through. But do you believe that Jesus can make you see? Do you believe that Jesus can sort the issue out? Do you believe that Jesus can deal with that health situation that the doctors may have given up on? You, do you believe that Jesus can come through for you when everybody has said no to you? Do you believe that Jesus is able to do what you are asking him to do? When your answer is an emphatic yes, I tell you, you have opened the door for unprecedented miracles in the name of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, our work is a work of faith. Amen. And faith may not make sense to people, but it is the intelligence of the Christian. Faith is spiritual intelligence. When we work in intellect because we have studied some things, that one is natural intelligence. But when we talk about faith, it is a kind of behavior and a language that only God responds to. Hallelujah. And so Jesus asked them, do you believe I can make you see? Do you believe Jesus can deal with the complex situation in your family? In what you are facing right now? In that health situation where the doctors have told you there's nothing much they can do about it? 
the news you have heard that what is happening to your relative, there's nothing much that doctors can do about it. The financial situation of the church, do, do we believe that God can come through? I came to you, I announced to him at 2.30 a.m. this morning that I believe that he's able. He posed the question and I know he said in somewhere, in the name of the Lord Jesus, in scripture, anytime God asks a question, you need to have faith because he's moving somewhere. Because God is not the one that needs answers to anything. So when he asks a question, he's not ignorant of an answer for which he's looking for something. But he's looking for your faith to come up because though he's almighty, he won't work until he sees faith. So he asks them, can you, do you believe that I can make you see? And they said, we do. And upon their confession, look at Jesus, then he touched so if they didn't say anything, he wouldn't. Then he touched their eyes and he said, because of your faith, it will happen. Glory be to Jesus. This evening, I came to ask you the same question. Do you believe that he's able to deal with the matter you are dealing with? He says, your faith, your response is seen by God as an act of faith. And it must be an absolute trust in him. An absolute dependence on him. And it is based on his capability. Hallelujah. You can only believe God to the level that will make God work. When we believe him based, of our, based on our understanding of his capability. Is he able to do it? You know, sometimes we go through things and we think we don't want to bother God with this. But he hasn't complained. Can you bother him with it? Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. And the Bible says, then he touched their eyes and said, because of your faith. How did he see their faith? Their faith is based on their confession. Amen. And it's not only their confession, but their action and their attitude. They had a news that he had raised the dead and they followed him. They followed him even to the house, to where he was. That means that if he's not sorting them out, they are not living. And I believe it was the same attitude that Jacob had towards God. He held God all night and said, until you bless me, I won't let you go. <laughs> I will break your record here. You said nobody will see you and leave and no man sees you. It's, the day is breaking. We will be here. <laughs> we will be here until all the newspapers come around. And God had to leave him. God wounded him and left him. I pray in Jesus' name that we will believe God. I said we will believe God. This is a very prophetic word of faith in the name of Jesus. I don't know what you have believed about yourself, but believe that God is able to take you from one level to the other. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I speak tonight to somebody who is battling with a complicated health issue. Ladies and gentlemen, the eyes that went blind is more complicated than what you are seeing, than what you are going through. And Jesus healed them. Amen. And the Bible says that then their eyes were opened, verse 30, and they could see. And Jesus sternly warned them, don't tell anyone about this. Jesus, you are making a mistake. But instead they went out and spread his fame all over the region. Glory be to Jesus. He didn't want them to, people to know who he was. It was not yet time for him to go to the cross. There were seasons and times that he disclosed who he was. And there was a time he doesn't want people to know who he was. That explains some of these things when he does something and said, don't go and tell anybody. But after he rose from the dead, he wants us to tell everyone in the name of Jesus. So don't hide behind him and say, I won't go to evangelism. Jesus said, we mustn't tell anybody about him. After his resurrection, he said, go and tell everyone. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. So if we could see that the blind man had a very complicated situation. The eyes are very powerful and they are very precious that God gave to us as humans. The moment you lose your eyes, you are finished. A lot of people who have lost their eyes have seen patients who because they couldn't see, they deteriorated so much, they had no confidence. Every hope you gave to them, they don't want to live anymore. Many died that way. I remember that um, a few years ago, there was a policeman who was shot um, on, the, on the road, I think, by some other guys who um, came to, I think they, they robbed someone, and this police officer was part of the first group of police officers that arrived on the scene, and, and, and he was shot. Um, and eventually he became blind. You know, despite public support and everything, he, he, he committed suicide. You know, because he couldn't leave. He can't manage it. I mean, his wife also left him. Charlie, this thing, eh? This thing, to death do us part. Until, until the test comes. Until the test comes. You can't be sure of this to death do us part. <laughs> until, the, until the trial comes. You sometimes can't be sure of this in adversity for richer, for poorer. <laughs> and this man, his wife left. I, I think she, she can't stand it. But it's difficult. He can't see anymore. It was 41 years. He can't see anymore. I think that he just can't help himself by people helping him and trying to lift him. I mean, nothing. what can you do? They'll tell you there's something powerful on the news you can't watch. There's something Netflix, you can't fix it. The, 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 everything that is going on, you just can't. You, you just imagine and it's frustrating. And so these people found themselves in such a situation and they were determined that they will move by the movement of the people. We can't see him, but we will follow wherever he is. And this is great manifestation of faith. Ladies and gentlemen, until Jesus finally comes through, don't stop following him. Follow him to where he is. He's in the church. Follow him there. Follow him to the place of prayer. Follow him in his word. Follow him in the name of Jesus. And the Bible said, he asked them, do you believe that I can do this? I don't know why he asked that question. But I understand. My only understanding from the word of God is that he asked it to test their faith. Hallelujah. And so whenever you believe God, he wants to hear from you. Do you believe I can do this? Do you have absolute trust in me? You have no other alternative than me. And their behavior and their confession was the key. I pray that when you walk by faith, your conduct and your confession will make the difference in Jesus' name. That makes God to move. And no matter how complex the situation is, like blindness, which is a very complicated situation, Jesus was able to make them see just by one touch. Check the scripture. He just touched their eyes. What would have been taking so many years, so many doctors, so many treatments, so many embarrassing moments, so much insults, abuse, mistreatment. People will treat you in a way as if you are not human. These guys have gone through all of that and it just took one touch based on faith. This evening, let your faith rise. Don't give up on yourself. This blind man did not give up. Don't give up on your situation. Our financial situation is not as complex as blindness. And if Jesus could sort the blindness by one touch, he will sort ours also. He will sort yours also. I said the marital situation is not as complex as blindness. If Jesus sorted the blindness out, your marriage issue is not an issue. In the name of Jesus, your job situation is not an issue. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. The pain you are going through is not compared to blindness. So he will come through in the name of Jesus. The question is, do you believe that he's able to do this? Your answer will determine his response. Hallelujah. He touched them and their eyes were opened and they could see. In Jesus' name. But you see, one of the interesting things, as I was studying this very scripture today, and I thought I was just going to end here, then the Lord said, but look up, and then look down also, and you will see that in one day, just in one day, a few hours intervals from each other, Jesus did some miraculous things that must be the basis of your faith in him. Glory be to Jesus. And every one of them was linked to a testimony that the people heard. Amen. This blind man heard that he had raised the dead. And so before the blind men were healed, he had actually raised the dead. But before he raised the dead, he had actually sorted a woman who had had a complicated bleeding for 12 years. Please, let's come up to verse 18. Glory be to Jesus. It's the same day. The same day, a few minutes and hours and intervals after each other, and Jesus was just sorting people out. Amen. I said he will sort you out. And each of the four cases were all complicated matters. They are not easy to deal with. Verse 18 says, As Jesus was saying this, the leader of a synagogue came and knelt before him. My daughter has just died. Church, death and blindness. Which one is complicated? <laughs> death is more complicated. At least with blindness, other parts of the body are still alive. You can still hear. But when you are dead, you are dead from the bottom of your feet to the top of your head. You are dead. You are dead. Nothing beats. Nothing works. All vital signs are dead. And the Bible said, the man came and said, my daughter has just died died and he said but you can bring her back to life you see their faith in Christ's capability but I believe that you can bring her back to life again if you just come and lay your hand on her tonight the hand of Jesus will touch you in the name of Jesus, I have so much faith and I have so much belief that God is able to touch your situation in Jesus' name. This was a dead case. When something has died and someone has died, it is a very serious matter. It is not possible to raise the dead. Medically, it is over. There is nothing that can be done about it. They will make every effort, but when you are dead, you are dead. Unless God brings you back to life, there is a limit to what medicine can do. Medical science will prepare and take care of you up to the point of death. It can bring you back to life. Hallelujah. It, it, it's not in the expertise. They will try to resuscitate you, but that is how far we can go. They will do so many things on the heart and try to kickstart the heart and electric shock the heart and do so many things. But if it is dead and God is not intervening, it's dead. Nothing works anymore. There's nothing you can ask for cooperation. That's not a time to tell the dead, exercise some faith and let me raise you. It's, it's not possible anymore. And so I don't know, but... It, your case may look like that of the blind case, but some people hearing me tonight, yours look like a dead case. 
and you have given up on it. The Bible said, the man came running to the streets. That tells you how desperate he was. In fact, the, the Luke account, first of all, tells us that he came running. He says, my daughter is at the point of death. And then whilst he was pestering Jesus, and another woman came with her own matter, news then came to confirm that your greatest fear had come to pass. Your daughter has died. And the Bible said, the man said to Jesus, I believe you can bring her back to life if you come and lay your hand on her. The man is asking some specific things. He's asking for Jesus to bring the daughter back to life when he lays hands on her. When did this man get to know that Jesus had to lay hands before that happened? It means that he has heard it. He has seen it. The news is out there in town that this man, when he touches you, you will not be the same. Tonight, I pray that Jesus will touch you in the name of Jesus. But your faith in him is the key. This man had so much faith. You see, he was a ruler of a synagogue. The people in the synagogue used to oppose Jesus. For this man to shamelessly now run to the street is the greatest manifestation of faith. When you come to the place where you know you can't help yourself and somebody else cannot help you, you will run whatever it costs to exercise your faith in Jesus. The man's conduct again, just like that of the blind man, is enough faith. And his utterance also was enough faith. He has come to say, that my daughter is dead, but I still believe that you can do something about it. Hallelujah. Something about you may appear dead. Impossible to touch anymore. But Jesus can touch it and bring it back to life because he is the creator of life. When you are talking about Jesus and faith in God, the mindset you need to develop is to understand his capability. And that is the fact that he is the owner and creator of life. He is the one who created all things in the earth. He is the one that created and manufactured everything. That means he's got a spare parts in his factory. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above what we ask or what we think of. That means what we ask and what we think must match. Hallelujah. Is it clear? It's coming now. Okay. All right. Let's let's go. Praise Jesus. Amen. 
And so, so the Bible says that this man came out shamelessly to the streets. This evening, come out and follow Jesus. And believe him in Jesus' name. And the Bible said, when he said this, Jesus and his disciples got up and went with him. Jesus is still interested. You see, the man doesn't come to his church. But the fact that he can have faith in him, it moves God. The Bible says the son of God, I call him God the son. I like that one. It makes more sense to me. God the son, because sometimes when we say son of God, other people try to bring his humanity into the thing. He is God the son. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. So you see his divinity first before his humanity. And the Bible says God the son, he and his disciples got up and went with him. He doesn't come to church, but he had faith in him. Hallelujah. I don't know what is happening to you, but you must have faith in God. Don't wait for things to happen to you before you have faith in God. Every day and every time, exercise such faith in God. Move out. Do something that shows you believe in the existence of an unseen God. And this man, Jesus, decided to go with him. But just then, just then, hallelujah, a woman who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, came up behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe. For she said to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Do you see another thing again? <laughs> we haven't touched the, the dead being raised yet, but there has been an interruption in the process. It's the same day. This is just a few minutes after the man came to exercise faith. Jesus was determined to go. As he stepped out on the street, the Bible says another woman came. She told herself, remember I said to you, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above what we ask or think of. So our faith is based on what we say and what we think. What we think informs what we say. What we think informs our conduct. This man came to Jesus. He said, I believe, that means he has been thinking about it, that you are able to touch my daughter and he and she will be healed. This woman also said, I also believe that if I touch him, I will be healed. Glory be to Jesus. She believes that Jesus is able. And for her, she doesn't want any complicated matters. So long as I will touch anything around him, I will be healed. What a faith. And she also stepped forward. Glory be to Jesus. She stepped forward. She turned. For she thought, if I touch his robe, I will be healed. Verse 22. Jesus turned around. And when he saw her, he said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith. Has made you well. Have you seen it again? Your faith. Jesus told the blind man. Your faith. By your conduct and your utterance. Made it possible. My power works. When people's conduct and confessions. Matches their confidence in me. Hallelujah. And this was a complicated situation. 12 years. Of bleeding. It's not a very pleasant thing. It's very uncomfortable. She'll be very very anemic. And the Bible tells us that in those days, if you are going through these things, you are not supposed to come out. You are not supposed to come out. The law of Moses tells us very clearly. You are not supposed to come out. She came out. Hallelujah. When you are looking for Jesus, you don't care what people say. It is a sign of faith. Like the man, he came out of the house. 
People will say, where are you going? Ruler of the synagogue. You are too big to go and embarrass yourself be, 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 before this guy. Who doesn't have any education? You are more qualified than him. But he is God, the son. Hallelujah. I said Jesus will touch you today. In the mighty name of Jesus. And the Bible says that she, she touched Jesus and touched the fringe of his robe. And Jesus turned and said to her, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. In other translations says that other versions tell us that she has suffered many things from many physicians. She has been to many clinics. They have examined her and couldn't tell and they couldn't stop the bleeding. They can't explain. She's gone through so much procedures and yet the bleeding is going on. It's a very unpleasant thing, an uncomfortable thing for a woman to be going through. And this is going on for 12 years. How weak would she be? So anemic. Medically, we say she's suffering from menorrhagia. And the doctors would have given it all kinds of names. It doesn't matter the names that doctors give to it. A touch from Jesus will terminate the name that has been given to your condition. In the mighty name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is above every name. That is name. Thank God for medicine. Thank God for... Sometimes what you are suffering from, when they name it medically, is so big than your family surname. It's so huge that itself ministers fear to you. But I present to you the powerful name of the Lord Jesus the Christ. Menorrhagia bows before him. Cancer bows before him. Ulcers bow before him. Paralysis bow before him. Every pain from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. And every name of disease that medicine can come up with. Tonight bows before the name of Jesus. And the Bible says, Jesus, as soon as the woman touched, Jesus said, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed instantly at that moment. Praise Jesus. Instantly, it was over. Instantly, the next appointment won't happen. Praise God. The next doctor's appointment will be a formality. I will only attend that appointment to let the doctor know there is a God and a doctor above all doctors. Glory be to Jesus. That they will just examine and say, what happened? Say, Jesus happened here. That I will use the opportunity to preach in the consulting room because I have 10 minutes free to talk to the GP and to prove to him that God Almighty is well able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think of. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. And the Bible says such a complicated matter was also dealt with by a touch. And Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. Verse 23. The next thing that happened is to complete. So we are brought in the woman now. And now we're going to see the dead. So the Bible says, Jesus now how to follow. And remember, this woman too didn't attend Jesus' church. But so long as you have faith in him, he will touch you. Then how about you that is now born again? That attends Jesus' church. Especially in our church, which is called by his name, Christ Church. You stand at a great advantage in the mighty name of Jesus. And the Bible says, then Jesus arrived at the official's home. He saw the noisy crowd and heard the funeral music. In a split second, they are ready to bury. As if some people, they love bad news. The man just ran to say, my daughter has died. Before he returns, there's a few minutes, people have gathered. And they have already playing funeral music. 
You are ready to bury the dead. But the Bible says, Jesus told them, get out everyone. The girl isn't dead. It's only asleep. I said, your case is not dead. It is only sleeping. And Jesus will raise it in the name of Jesus. The power of God moves to heal and to touch the sick tonight. Says the spirit of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Jesus said, get out. The people he asked to get out were people who have gathered. But they are not people of faith. Sometimes there are people who gather around your situation, but they are not people of faith. Because they have heard you are going through some hard times. Because you are going through some challenges, you call for help. And everybody may show up, but they are not coming in to help remedy the situation. They just come in to help you bury it. Glory be to Jesus. There are people like that. There were people that attended the funeral of Lazarus. And they didn't attend with the intention that Lazarus will live again. But they came to the funeral. They came to sympathize with them. They all wore the funeral cloth. They also bought it. They all came and greeted the family. And they all went to the room where the body is laid. And they all cried. But you see, at a funeral, I have learned by experience. That some people are crying with the faith that I wish I get him back. I wish I get her back alive. There are some people who are crying to ensure that it is over. So they came. They were there. But when Jesus arrived, he took out all those who don't have the level of faith necessary to bring this one back to life. These people were there at the funeral, but it, it is not in their interest whether the child lives or not. Because the Bible tells us that when people came to Lazarus' funeral in, in John chapter 11, the Bible said that when Jesus raised him back to life, they got upset and they went to report to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the rulers of the people and they plotted how they might kill Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. So it means that some people come around us when we are going through challenges, but they didn't come because they wanted to be well with us. You know, some people come very close to you so that they can get ringside seats to observe how you are suffering. And then they go and broadcast it but they will not do anything about your situation. But the Bible said, when Jesus arrived, for the faith to work, because this time, the person who has to be raised is dead. So you can't tell the person to exercise faith. So the Bible says in the Luke account that Jesus asked everybody to get out of the room where the body was and allowed only Peter, James, and John to come with him. And then also allowed only the girl's father and mother to come. They have a vested interest. Doubt if you don't want your child to live. Your faith must be strong. And Peter, James, and John, they are men of faith. All things are possible with them. You can't get Bartholomew and Thomas into this place. If Jesus speaks to the desert master, he's dead. Why are you talking to? His ears can't hear you. He will disturb the faith. You need someone, you need a company of people who are men and women of faith. Church, when you are going through some tough times, you need to change association. Jesus sucked some people from the place so that the miracle will be authentic. Amen. And the Bible said, he said, the girl is not dead. She's only sleeping. May we speak the language of God in the name of Jesus. The language of God does not call dead dead. It calls it asleep so that it can be raised. But the crowd laughed at him. When we speak by faith, 
people may laugh at us. But their laughter must not stop our continuous belief in God. Glory be to Jesus. Their mockery and their ridicule must not stop you because they can't see what you see. For eye hath not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. Hallelujah. And the Bible says that the natural man does not understand the things of the spirit of God. They are foolish unto them because these things are spiritually discerned. When we walk by faith, people can't see what we have seen. But we believe that God is able. And so we act based on that. And your actions that are informed by faith will appear ridiculous to others. But I tell you, it is not ridiculous in the spirit. It is working. Tell somebody your faith is working. So the Bible says the crowd laughed at Jesus. This time Jesus has to be the one to speak faith. And said, this is not dead. This is sleeping. It is sleeping because I will raise it. In John chapter 11, the Bible tells us when news came to him that Lazarus was dead, Jesus told his disciples, our friend Lazarus is sleeping. He still, he used the same words again. And then he told them, we are going to raise him. And they said, if he's, if he's sleeping, let him sleep. They don't understand that he, he has actually refused to call it dead. Refused to call the situation dead. I said, refuse to call it hopeless. When you call it what God calls it, it will become what God wants it to become. In the name of the Lord Jesus, look at the situation in your life and speak life to it. Don't call it dead. Speak life. It will come alive. For God is able to bring from the dead that which has died and bring it back to life. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 4 that if Abraham believed God, even God who quickens the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. God calls things that we don't see as if they exist. You call them as if they are living. You call the thing as if it is real. You speak to the case as if it is real. You speak to the home. You speak to the situation. You speak to your finances. You speak to your health. You speak to your mind to begin to think right and it will respond in Jesus name. And the Bible says Jesus said she is sleeping. Some people laughed at him. After the crowd was put outside, their laughter still didn't change Jesus position. He still stood first and make sure they all get out of here. He sacked all of them. Anybody who laughs at your faith, sack them from your life. In Jesus' name. You don't need to think with them because they will discourage you. It tells you that faith is contagious. And doubt is also contagious. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The crowd laughed at him. After the crowd was put outside. However, Jesus went in and took the girl by the hand. And she stood up. Amen. And the report of this miracle swept throughout the entire countryside. Have you seen why the blind man heard the news? The news spread. So in just a short time, Jesus dealt with a complicated issue of bleeding that had gone on for 12 years. Think about it. 12 years. A woman is going through this. 12 years. And then after she being sorted out, another complicated matter of death was touched by Jesus. Again, Jesus touched the girl and she came back alive. And in the Luke account, Jesus spoke and said, young girl, arise. I thought he's dead. You don't talk to things that are dead. Said, arise. And he came back to life. When he got to Lazarus' tomb, he shouted, Lazarus! The power of his voice. 
thundered through eternity. And his word was so powerful to locate the spirit of Lazarus and bring him all the way back into his body and cause him to climb up because he has been buried steps down. If you get to Lazarus tomb in, in Bethany, you have to go down about 39 to 40 steps down to see where the guy was buried. And you stand, we try to replay it, we try to do the same thing, to stand where Jesus stood and shouted and somebody went down to see whether you were here. Glory be to Jesus. And it tells you the power of the name of Jesus. The power in his voice. He spoke and said, Lazarus, come forth. And the power of his words located this guy from wherever he was in eternity. And he had to make his way back to the earth and enter his body. And with all the grave clothes, he just got up from where and he walked up the stairs until everybody was standing outside because the stone was then rolled and he came out with all the things on him. The name of Jesus and the words of Christ are powerful. Tonight, may those words ring through in your house in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says Jesus went in and touched the girl. And she was raised from the dead. If the blind, the dead, and a 12-year complicated bleeding can be touched by Jesus, the same day, yours is nothing in Jesus' name. And then the Bible says, so because this news came, that is why the blind man followed him. And let's look at the fourth miracle the same day. The same day. It was happening one after the other. And then the Bible said, when, let's take it from verse number 29 again so that 32 will make sense. Then Jesus touched their eyes and said, because of your faith, it will happen. Then their eyes were opened and they could see. And Jesus told them not to tell anyone about this. But instead they went out and also spread the fame all over the region. And when they did that, the Bible says when they left, when this blind man left, a demon possessed man who couldn't speak was also brought to Jesus. A demon-possessed man who couldn't see was brought to Jesus. You see that each of these is based on testimony. And may we be moved by positive testimony. By faith in Jesus' name. When this blind man also went to spread the news, the Bible says, a man who couldn't speak, he's dumb. He can't talk. Experts have seen him. Speech and language therapists have seen him. They have looked on him. They have tried everything. They have done every procedure. And he's still the same. His roof, the, the tongue is stuck to the roof of the mouth. Or to the floor of the mouth. It's there. He just can't talk. And the Bible tells us a demon was responsible for that. Ladies and gentlemen. Demons are real. They are not a thought. They are persons. Satan is not a thought. He is a person. Through our scriptures, he is addressed with personal pronouns. 
personal words are used to describe him. He's, he's described as a person. Jesus engaged him in a conversation. He's not a thought or an imagination. He's not a philosophy. He's a real person. And demons are real. And the Bible says they cause so much trouble. And one of them is that they can cause disease. And they also cause people like this not to be able to talk. So it doesn't matter what expert looks at him. If the expert looking at your case is not an expert who is connected to Christ, the case can be handled well. Because despite the education of all the consultants and specialists, their stethoscopes can't feel demons. Amen. And their microscopes can't see demons. When witches kill someone, you can carry out an autopsy and you'll find something. They'll put something there. You'll find something to medically explain to the family. That's it. And it's a big words. Not all the family will be understand. But they have chewed him and eaten him and left him for death. They have caused an accident and killed him. Demons were behind. This man couldn't speak and he was also brought to Jesus. Jesus cast out the demon. Then the man began to speak. The crowds were amazed. And they said, we have never seen anything like this before. Make Jesus do what you have never seen before. May Jesus do for you what you have never experienced before. What demons are causing in your life. May Jesus, by his power and his name tonight, cast them out and set you free. In Jesus' name. The Bible says, in this day, on this very day, four powerful, complicated issues were dealt with by Jesus the Christ. I don't know whether your case is anywhere close to this. But if yours is not close to them, have faith in Jesus' name. Because Jesus is capable of dealing with four complicated cases within a space of a few hours. Healing a 12-year-old complicated matter. Raising the dead is more complicated than anything. Causing the blind to see and casting a demon out so that the dumb can now talk. Whether he was born that way or not, it doesn't matter when you come face to face with Jesus. Everything that is stubborn must bow. In the name of Jesus, whatever is behind your situation, if it is demons that are causing it tonight in Jesus' name, all hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Let demons fall in Jesus' name. Let every demon behind your predicament be bound and cast out in the name of the Lord Jesus. Demons causing health complications. I bind you tonight and command you out. Demons creating confusion in that relationship and that marriage in the name of Jesus be bound and cast out. Demons behind the infertility and difficulty in having children in that marriage in the name of Jesus be cast out in the mighty name of Jesus. Every demon behind your disease that has been running through the family by the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray your healing now. May Jesus who could do all these things within a day sort yours out. In Jesus name he raised the dead. Anything that has gone on 12 years or whatever he can still touch it tonight. Wherever you are I want you to lift your voice and begin to pray in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus is able to touch you. Jesus is able to do it in the mighty name of Jesus. I said, is he able? That was the question tonight. Can he cleanse you from all your sins? The abortions, 
the lies, the murder, the wicked things you have done. You ask yourself, is he able? Yes, he is able. I tell you, he is well able. Jesus is well able. In John, 1 John 1, 9, he said if we confess our sins, he is just and faithful to forgive and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You ask yourself, can he provide for me? My answer tonight is yes, he can provide. Job 38, verse 39 to 41, he says, can you hunt pray for the the lions. We thought it is the dexterity of the lion that brings it food. But God said it is actually he almighty who makes the food available for the lion. If God could provide for lions who he didn't make in his image after his likeness, then he will provide for you. In the name of Jesus, in Exodus 23 verse 25 to 26, he says, when you serve the Lord your God, he shall bless your bread and your water. God is a provider. He can sort it out. You ask yourself, can God deliver me from shame? My answer is an absolute yes. Psalm 25, verse 1 to 3. He says, oh Lord my God, don't let me be disgraced. Let not my enemies rejoice in my defeat. I don't know what your situation is, but tonight is well able. When he was invited to a wedding and the wine had run out and embarrassment was staring at them, he touched it now. He moved over it. He turned water into wine and took away the embarrassment of the couple in the name of Jesus.